Hey Jaywalkers, before we get started, I wanted to thank you for listening. I'm happy to share my opinion and excited to see what you think so we can all grow together. Now, I tend to script most of these, uh, including the apologies and disclaimers, because I feel like you can tell when I've even veered from the script. I'm not entirely happy with the American Dream episode. I experimented with using an outline instead of a script. Uh, I am probably going to remaster that one later, as after I get my footing on regular updates. I'm also very sorry about how late this episode is. Um, I'm going to try and get it back on the other every other week format, eventually hoping to have us to weekly. But between my current work schedule and uh, other projects we've got with Hidden Star Graphics, that's not going to allow for that just yet. As always, you can give me your thoughts, opinions, or episode ideas at jaywalkthroughlife at gmail.com. All one word. So I'm taking a different approach today. I um, want to talk about the kind of person I aspire to be like, Dolly Parton. She's always been very honest about who she is. She's big hair, big smiles, and a down-home charm. From musical breakups of the sort to movies involving squirrel stew or hookers accepting chickens for payment, philanthropy to clothing lines, even a theme park in her name. She's changed the game up without compromising herself. And we'll start with the philanthropy. She took the idea that her father could have had so many more opportunities if he'd learned to read and decided to make the Imagination Library. Books addressed to a child from birth to the time they start kindergarten to get them excited about reading for free. Um, and of course, to give the parents an opportunity to have these books to uh, read with the kids and uh, then you get the buddy program so it paired two students together and paid them to graduate high school together there's a caveat there they only paid for a few years of it in the beginning they made the local government agree to keep it going if it worked and it worked um, the dropout rate went from almost 40 percent which is insanely high to like six. 40% to six. That's nuts. Of course, the more recent piece that's been in the news was her donation of over a million dollars to Vanderbilt's COVID-19 vaccine research. Single-handedly gave them so much money that she is named in the funding alongside the WHO. It also doesn't hurt, she very visibly got the vaccine. I'm hoping it helps push people who might not have gotten it at least to consider. Which it kind of segues into the next thing, a lack of religious hypocrisy. She's fairly openly a Christian, uh, and a part of that is to help heal the sick. Now, Dolly's also been very open about loving people where they are and who they are. None of that love the sin or hate the sin crap. Clothing line with a drag queen? Of course, it's called Kindness is Queen. It's her project with Nina West. Friends with out lesbian Lily Tomlin in the 70s? Yep. Dolly Parton seems to have visibly not given a crap about whether or not people thought the people she was being nice to were actual people. Isn't that kind of refreshing? Beyond that, she seems like the kind of person who would find out her nibbling was addicted to drugs and quietly make sure they went to rehab and had a fully loving support system when they came home. Maybe Miley will give us some insight there. Miss Parton is also willing to learn. She recently changed the name of her Dixie Stampede to Dolly Parton Stampede Attraction. 
I know some people think that took too long. But, uh, and this is another caveat, uh, one I didn't think about until I married a woman from the South. There's a certain way, especially in the rural South, you're taught about the Dixie Times and the Civil War. And, of course, it was worse years and years ago. Now, Miss, Miss Parton was born in 1946, um, just after Jim Crow laws came into full force, their hard swing years. And she's not using that as an excuse. So it might have taken her longer than anybody would have liked. But she's refusing to be a, quote, product of her time, end quote. She also went on record as being pro-Black Lives Matter last summer, not even caring about calls to boycott her because of it. Yes, from the same people I called out in episode one for inventing the idea of cancel culture. So she started out as a poor farmer's daughter in one of the most poverty-stricken areas in the U.S. just after the end of World War II. Entered the music business as a child just before the birth of Ruby Bridges to let you know exactly how long she's been doing this. And she got famous in 1967. She's continued to make wonderful media, uh, owned the production company that gave us both iterations of Buffy, enduring songs, movies that get to the heart of most of us, even if we're not from where she's from. But she doesn't need to be someone or something that she lifts people up and gives them a voice and showcases the opportunity she was given and helps other people find them. She is always herself doing it, and that's why I want to be like that. This episode was a little on the shorter side. Um, I do have the next one in the works. It's going to be a little more of what the show is about, and there will definitely be me calling myself out. So I, uh, I hope to see you there. While you wait, please make sure to go get your COVID vaccine if you haven't. Uh, I actually just got my first dose last week. Um, know somebody that is mildly allergic to the shot. Uh, it's The injection site's still a little bit swollen. And they are still going for their second shot because, and I quote, it's better than getting COVID. Um, let's just get rid of this and get back to normal. So we'll see you soon. Before I go, I'd like to thank my partner in crime, the love of my life, and my co-creator, Lachey putting up with me and helping make this and all of our other endeavors possible. And as always, you can add to the conversation via email at jwalkthroughlife at gmail.com. And I'll see you next time.